Coming up on Money Beats, look at the week ahead. It's a holiday-shortened week. Tuesday, though, a lot of things to consider. We're going to hear from the Fed this week. We're going to get some readings on the housing market. And it is still earnings season. Retailers and energy companies are the highlights. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul and Steve here in the studio in New York City, and we are joined on the phone by Joshua Mitchell down in D.C. Josh, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. It's Friday. I think we're doing all right. Yeah, it's Friday, you know. I mean, we're hoping hoping this podcast will be a lot more exciting than Paul reading the list of Unilever uh, brands. You loved that. That was 200 brands. Hey, I didn't read them all. I didn't read them. I could have. I could have. That would have been podcasting history if I read every single one of those brands. I do need a nap. Oh, get out of here. You loved it. You know you loved it. Uh, Josh, interesting week. Uh, Starts off with a holiday. Can't complain about that. Markets closed on Monday for President's Day, or some would would say uh, Washington's birthday. Yep, yep. So, you know, three-day weekend, everybody. Woohoo! I don't know. Help me out, fellas. Someone jump in. I I like three-day weekends, Paul. Oh, okay. Yes, I would have to attest to, to, to that as well. I think yeah. we're all on board with that. All right. Okay. So uh, we, we've we've established that Monday nothing will happen. Tuesday we come back. Uh, what's the big? What's a? Let's start here in the U.S., Josh. You know, like what are we looking forward to next week? So uh, there isn't much data in the U.S. next week. Tuesday, actually, we're going to get a lot of Eurozone data, these PMIs for the Eurozone, basically uh, these purchasing managers indexes, Mm. which give us a sense of underlying demand in Europe. They've had a pretty decent but obviously modest recovery. This is going to give us a sense of whether that's continuing into early this year. There's some political uncertainty in Europe, obviously, with, with elections coming up, so Uh, This will give us a sense of whether that uncertainty is starting to affect their economy. Um, It's kind of interesting because we have this uncertainty in the U.S. sort of past dust, at least when it comes to the election. But um, there's still some uncertainty uh, in Europe. So this will, you know, give us a sense of how that economy is doing. Are people starting to shrug off those questions and Moving on, I mean, we're we're right. seeing that here in the U.S. The markets seem to don't really care about uh, some of the the issues yeah. with the Trump yeah, the, administration. The, the, the most recent GDP numbers that came out of Europe were better than they had been. So, you know. Yeah, their and, growth and hasn't been like not that ours has been great. No, but, and, you know, and there were some been as good as ours. Inflation and data. Inflation. Yeah. There was inflation data that came out this week that or last week that. Uh, you know, said inflation is picking up more quickly than expected, and that's that's happening around the world. So there is this kind of question hanging over the global economy right now. Are we out of this uh, low inflation slash deflation outlook, and are we, you know, in this transition period where this long period of just very sluggish price growth is over, and we're starting to see that pick up? Where that's right. one of the things we're looking at as economics reporters. What's interesting from a market's perspective, and that and that ties in, is whether this rally is really the last sort of hurrah of one of the longest bull markets on record, or if this rally can mark, continue to march higher. 
I mean, the superlatives mm-hmm. that have been announcing, you know, to this market have been pretty ridiculous of late. Right. Um, we're talking, you know, dot-com boom level, um, you know, sort of um, mark. Well, and I think that's – look, everyone knows that the, the Fed moved heaven and earth to, to make sure that the markets didn't completely collapse there. And over the last several years, they, they've really been under – Writing it, but I mean, the, the, you know, I think the one of the reasons people are so amazed by this is, at no point did you have the kind of economic growth that you would expect from a quote unquote historic market rally. I mean, you just never did, and we still don't. No, no, right. So you, that's mean, why I, I mean, think you've consistently had people saying, "Is this the last hurrah? Is this the last hurrah?" Well, I've been one who said it myself, you know, and like. And it just never has been. No, I mean, what, what what's happened, and, and this has gone on for a long time, was, you know, essentially the markets, which are supposed to be the Dow and S and P five hundred gauges of the underlying economy, diverged because of the mm-hmm. amount of money that was being pumped into the system. Right. But the hope was, at some point, the economy would pick up, would catch up, catch up, right. grab traction, and pick up. Right. You know, I think oil prices and uh, you know played a big role. Their their decline starting in two thousand and fourteen and really picking up in two thousand and fifteen um, into the first part of two thousand and sixteen played a really big role on the inflation side and the the sort of deflationary aspect. And you know, um, hopefully, with oil prices now stabilizing, does the global economy sort of move forward? Right. And uh, Josh. Uh, Seems, sorry, Josh. I think we got we off on a little bit of a tangent there. Of a tad, we problem. can't help it sometimes. Uh, no problem. So then uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, let's start with the Fed minutes. Now that, so, now that we're touching on that. Yeah, you know, the Fed is obviously uh, sort of front and center right now these days. Um, uh, you know, there's there's this question of when they're going to next raise interest rates. They've indicated possibly, you know, three rate increases this year. That all depends on how inflation and um, economic growth and and unemployment looks. Uh, Chairwoman Yellen, uh, she testified in Congress this past week and said um, an interest rate increase uh, for March is still in the cards. I mean, she didn't explicitly say that, but she indicated it. Um, and uh, so uh, they 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 will release their minutes um, this week uh, after the the customary two week lag from their from their previous meeting in late January, and uh, that could just give us more clues about uh, sort of how much dissent there is of of how quickly they should raise rates. You know, are, uh, is everyone on board with you know raising rates sooner rather than later? How many how much concern is there? Um, right now about any type of uncertainty, whether it's political uncertainty or, or what have you. But I think there's this increasing sense uh, that a March uh, increase might be uh, more likely than previously thought. I, st- I haven't seen the latest market expectations. I think it's still considered um, a long shot, but that it's, it's less of a long shot after her testimony uh, this past week. Um, so we'll, we'll get more clues about their thinking this Wednesday. Uh, is there anything in particular you're going to be looking at to sort of as a as a strong indicator as to whether uh, as to what extent March is still on the table? Yeah, I think uh, it's just basically uh, you know any any thoughts about what inflation is doing. Obviously, you know the the two main components: what is inflation doing? What is what is the jobs market doing? If they if they indicate that you know things are 
are picking up more quickly than they had anticipated um, on those fronts, then obviously that would signify that, that they're more inclined to move sooner rather than later. Are we going to get any sort of – you brought up um, uncertainty, you know, political and economic, but are we – in the – the meeting in the January, or I said today, the minutes for the December meeting, they, there was a lot of discussion about uncertainty about the political policies. Do you think we're going to get that sort of, you know, perhaps hash out a little bit more and how that plays into their decision making on the pace of rate increases? Yeah, um, that's 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 one of the big questions. Uh, I have no idea uh, if, if we're going to get that, and that's that's why we're going to wait for yeah. Wednesday. I mean, yeah. but you know what's interesting is that, and I mentioned this earlier, is that all of this political uncertainty. Everyone, no one expected the job market to be. I'm sorry, the the stock market to to hit a new record and and you know several new records, and and yet if you look at the political headlines. Um, you know, the, it's like the world is coming to an end. Um, yeah, right, you know, right. with with the turmoil that's going on with Trump's cabinet picks, or just you know, his latest press conference. You know, if you if you look at the political reporting, it's like, oh my God, this is horrible. And then, but if you look at stock markets, investors are just shrugging that off. And I just, it seems like broadly, um, this political uncertainty um, is is not as much of an obstacle as as people had previously thought. Um, obviously, you know a lot of or some of this rise in the stock market is is dependent on this assumption that Trump will will be able to follow through on his promises for deregulating and for an infrastructure bill and um, and and other things that that will stimulate the economy or could stimulate the economy. But um, you know, right now people seem to think um, there's a good chance that some of these things are still going to happen. Yeah, I think like I the market really got excited. Because um, I mean, it, it sort of, it is sort of flatlined from mid December to the sort of mid to end of January, but it got really excited when they started. You know, he started talking about taxes, and the more he talks about taxes and tax cuts, the market just—that's the only thing the market seems to be keyed in on at this point. I mean, yeah. this, this latest bump up is definitely. Mm-hmm been driven by the taxes well and also just the underlying economy and i think that that yeah, um but- i think that that's giving a lot of reassurance right now to people that you know even if uh even if the fed um does rate in- raise interest rates in march um you know it, the underlying economy increasingly looks stable right. uh and we, we've seen inflation numbers recently suggesting that um, that inflation is picking up. It's still modest, but it's it's definitely headed in in the direction that the Fed wants it to go. Unemployment is still is still low. Um, the number the headline number uh, in January in terms of jobs added was was better than expected. We're starting to see um, pickups, you know, in business investment. Consumer spending is solid. Um, so you know, I think there's just this underlying sense that maybe. Uh, you know this the the economy underlying economy is gaining some momentum not not a lot of momentum but that it's headed in the right direction and it can actually absorb um, these interest rate increases yeah let's take a break uh, we'll come back on the other side with more of your week ahead this message comes from Viking committed to exploring the world in comfort journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. 
Hi, this is Paul Gigo, host of the Potomac Watch podcast. Join me and my colleagues every week as we dissect all of the latest happenings in Washington. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Google Play Music app. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Money Beat Podcast. Your look at the week ahead. Paul and Steve here in the studio in New York City. Josh Mitchell down in D.C. And for more great podcasts from the Wall Street Journal, you can check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. We are on Twitter. You can follow us at WSJ Podcasts. You can subscribe to, to Money Beat and to any of our other podcasts, Heard on the Street, What's News, The Tech News Briefing, WSJ Opinion, Watching Your Wealth, some others there, a lot of others, too many to mention. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio, Amazon Echo, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, your Google Play Music app. And I just wanted to make uh, two quick points one thing you know, I think is interesting about the, the, the tax reform and how the market is all excited about it, there's a story online, WSJ Today, uh, you should go check it out, it's about how lawmakers are, you know, and, and, and Josh is probably aware of this story, you know, like, lawmakers are thinking that they might need a plan B on taxes, and they don't have a plan B. And, no, yeah, jump in, jump in. Yeah, I mean, this is like a lot of things yeah. uh, going on in Congress right now. I mean, <laughs> right. They, they don't know what they're doing with Obamacare. Um, right. You know, and 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 I think um, I think there was a sense that Republicans would be able to you know get a lot of their priorities through pretty quickly, given that they have control of both chambers of Congress and now the White House. Um, but it, it, it that's just not. It seems like that's a, a bigger hill to climb than right. they previously right. thought. So, so the market gets all excited about these things, but there is a long way to go before we know the actual scope. So, I mean, we, and look, it could be everything the market thinks it's going to be. Could be nothing. Nobody knows. We've been saying I'm this since the election. Pointing this out. Yeah. I mean, that 10% right. rally in the market. And, and uh, the market consistently was, has ignored it. And, and Trump, like usually – you know, during an election, a campaign season, you know, like someone fleshes out their policies and you have a pretty good sense of what their policies are. Mm-hmm. You know, the Trump campaign famously did not do that. Right. And so they went into this really with an with the markets having not an idea of how these what form these were going to take. But the bet early on was they were going to take the form of, you know, the traditional Republican form. Right. Well, all we know is that it's going to be a great plan, the best plan. You're going to love this plan. Uh, you know, I, the one thing I will point out is that I think um, a lot of uh, these industries uh, do like the idea that um, the the regulation, the the uh, oh, yeah. you know, is is going in the direction that they want it to in terms of. Um, uh, less regulation. Um, right. There were there was a lot of things that the Obama administration did from through you know executive action, and uh, so I think part of it. My my sense is part of it is this idea that even if you don't do everything in Congress that they want, um, at least through the executive actions, they're they're going to get less regulation. Yeah, and, re- and regulation it can't be ignored from this. I mean, you look at the small business optimism index. I mean, that really a surge. And 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 small business uh, owners have been complaining about you know regulation. I think for much of the last eight years, if not forever. I, I, think, everybody, <laughs> I think everybody always complains about regulation. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out that's on the calendar this week. Your Thursday, favorite? I know. My I saw favorite. It. The Chicago. Chicago Fed's National Activity Index, 8.30 a.m. 
on the calendar on Thursday. I, I just again, I just think this is a very good tell. On, and what this measures, it, it, it measures how far above or below trend the economy is growing. So it's not a reading on the actual level of economic activity, but really more about the momentum. And I, I think it's just, a, I think it's a better reading than some of these other ones. And you'll see, and, and they're going to give us the one for January on Thursday. In December, it was at, uh, I'm looking at it here, it was at negative 0.07, so almost flat. So really, you know, showing the economy almost growing at just about trend growth. And that's a three-month moving average. And I just think it shows that, the, yes, the economy is growing, but th- this idea that there's going to be this great upsurge, it has it, it not shown itself yet. Well, what's interesting is that we've seen in previous years the economy has this pattern of starting off really slowly in in the year, and right. then people start to freak out. Um, and and then and then things slowly pick up and then we end the year you know doing doing great um, or at least or at least good um, and now it seems like this year might be different in that um, we're actually starting the year on strong footing obviously we don't have GDP figures out but the right, latest right. data we've seen um, suggests that the economy's you know doing not not too bad um, so you're so you're right I, I actually am curious to see uh, what that measure says because if it does show that we're starting the year better than we have in the past. That that could tell us a lot about the direction of the economy this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what else, Josh? What else is on the calendar? Well, we have we, we have home sales data. So uh, I'm actually really curious about this because. Uh, so let me let me look. Existing home sales is out. Uh, I think it might be out Wednesday. Uh, yes, you are right. Okay, so we have that, and then on Friday we have new home sales data. So uh, I'm curious about the housing market because it's been a bright spot of the U.S. economy for the past few years now, but uh, there we've seen a rise in mortgage rates, particularly since uh, Trump uh, came into office, or at least was won the election, and also with the Fed um, planning, you know, its interest rate increases. There's this question mark hanging over the housing market, which is uh, how long is this uh, decent housing recovery going to last? Can mm. it, um, especially since you've seen this big run up in prices? Yeah. So you know we've seen steady home sales, but we've seen prices just take off, and there's this concern of, you know, who's buying these houses at these prices? Is it just simply one segment of the market, and are a lot of people, you know, being being um, held back from buying homes? Uh, a lot of middle class right. and, and modest income people are they being held back, and what's going to happen now if um, um, if prices are so high and now interest rates are rising, is that going to make things worse? So right. I'm. this is kind of like one of my pet things that I like to look at is what is the housing market doing? Yeah, and I don't know what it's like uh, where you guys are, but in my town, uh, you're seeing extremely modest houses going where, for— Where is your town? Uh, in, in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Going for four hundred thousand dollars. I mean, like capes going for well, four hundred thousand. See, see, that's what's happening is yeah. towns in New Jersey, and you know, I have a friend who bought a house in Hudson. Um, mm-hmm. These towns that are sort of outside of New York City and DC, or you know, and I'm in DC, and and these neighborhoods, even though they're in the city, these neighborhoods that people previously neglected now are becoming hot because right, prices right. have become so high at the core that uh, that demand is being pushed out more mm-hmm. broadly so that's that's interesting it's happening in new jersey yeah it is and it'll be i mean and i do and i agree completely i mean we've we've talked a lot about this that it's going to be really interesting to see where the housing market goes from here as interest rates 
go up and right. mortgage rates then right. and fall suit. Well, and it's funny because the chief economist at the National Association of Realtors, Lawrence Yoon, every every month whenever I cover this report, he always, I mean, for years he's been saying, look, this is not sustainable. Prices are rising and yet inventory is still very tight and we're not seeing new home construction. Yeah. Yeah. So something's going to give at some point. And I think the big question now is that, are we at that point? Right, um, yeah. We haven't quite seen that yet, but um, yeah. there was, I, so, I, there so, was, so naturally you'll just you know I'll take out a huge second loan and leverage that and get myself really in hock and because it's just going to keep going up, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and so and the and the banks have reported like that there's been a sort of a pullback in activity. Yeah, um, right, in, right. The, in, in the in the final quarter uh, of the year. So let's uh, before we before we let everyone go because we got to kind of wrap this up here. Just want to point out earnings calendar still. Uh, Pretty heavy earnings calendar. What you're now running into is now some of the companies that are on fiscal years are reporting. So now you're going to start to get a lot of retailers next week. On Tuesday, you have Macy's and Walmart and Home Depot. Uh, TJX Co's on Wednesday. You have Toll, uh, Toll Brothers, a, Hauser, a housing company, on Wednesday. You have some uh, energy companies, too, are in there also. Transocean, First Solar. Uh, you have Tesla in there. Tesla, right? Tesla, yeah. So you know, I think, I think First Solar is also very interesting too. Given yeah, the First Trump Solar should be interesting, right? 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 Coles uh, on Thursday, Herbalife. You know, is anyone still interested in Herbalife? I was never interested in that story, but people still care about that story. I think there's uh, one Mr. Bill Ackman who yeah, definitely still does. cares, right? Um, J.C. Penney on Friday, so still a lot, still a lot on the earnings calendar. You got to keep your ears peeled for those numbers. Uh, Josh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Sure, thank you. And everyone, as always, we appreciate your listening, and we will catch up with you soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.